Okay, how's it going, everybody? I hope you're all doing well. And uh, as usual, thanks for taking the time to listen. Okay, so in this episode, I thought I'd try to briefly say something about, about the great writer Franz Kafka. And in particular, I want to talk a bit about not his novels, but a letter that we have that he wrote to his father. I don't think it's controversial to say that it's one of the most impressive autobiographical testimonies that have ever been written, and uh, one that offers an incredibly striking and uh, penetrating analysis of the psychological roots and the effects of power within a family. All right, well, so um, let's just uh, jump right into it. Okay, so Franz Kafka had a lifelong struggle with his father, Herman Kafka. And, well, this is something that he wrote about in his now-famous 47-page letter to his father, or as it's also called, Dearest Father, written in uh, 1919, when uh, he was just uh, 36 years old, by the way, and uh, he'd die just four years later. Anyway, what Franz Kafka writes about there is nothing short of heartbreaking. It's one of the most poignant descriptions of the effects on a child of an overbearing father. Or, um, to put it another way, maybe, it's one of the most poignant descriptions of a child's insecurities that find their origin in that child's relationship to his domineering alpha father. And, um, even though it is to some extent worked on and annotated, the letter is so powerful and so difficult to read precisely because of its clarity and its honesty and its uh, psychological introspection and acuity. Oh, and um, by the way, it's a letter that, that never reached Franz's father. What happened is that Franz asked his mother to, to give his father a copy, but ultimately she just couldn't bring herself to do it. Oh, and... um. I should also add that uh, we wouldn't have any of the works of Kafka at all, including, including this letter, if it weren't for Kafka's friend and publisher, Max Brode. You see, what happened is that on his deathbed, Kafka instructed Max to, to burn a bunch of what he had written. Now, thankfully, Max didn't do it, and this letter was eventually published in 1953. Okay. So, um, what's going on in this letter? What kinds of things does Kafka say about his father and about his childhood? Well, I think that what comes across most prominently is Kafka's particular physical vision of his father when he was just a small kid. What I mean is just how enormous of a figure he saw his father as and how strong and how healthy he took him to be. Now here, one passage is uh, particularly revealing. It's when Kafka recollects about when he and his father used to go swimming together. This is what he says. He says, I remember, for example, how we often undressed in the same cubicle. I was skinny and frail and fragile, and you were strong and tall and thick-set. Even in the cubicle, I felt a puny wretch. And not only in front of you, but in front of the whole world. Because for me, you were the measure of all things. 
But um, it wasn't just his father's physical stature, of course, as the measure of all things suggests. More importantly, it was that to Kafka, his father was also extremely loud and obstinate and self-certain and world-dominating and hot-tempered. In other words, to the young and uh, sensitive Kafka, he was a supremely grand and authoritative figure. Now, given this, given this disparity of power that his father made sure to, to manifest over his son, what this made the young Kafka feel was nothing but anguish and guilt, and that he was always in the wrong. So, faced with uh, such an authoritative figure in his life, all he could do was to submit. And uh, not only this, but, but Kafka's father's display of power was, was often whimsical and cold, too. Like, uh, like that of a king or a tyrant. I mean, Kafka describes one particularly distressing incident when uh, one night as a young boy, he kept crying for water until his father got so mad that he pulled little Franz out of bed, carried him out onto the balcony, and left him there all alone, shutting the door behind him. Now, this is what Kafka says about what he felt afterwards. He says, I was quite obedient afterwards at that period, but it did me inner harm. What was for me a matter of course, that senseless asking for water, and the extraordinary terror of being carried outside were two things that I, my nature being what it was, could never properly connect with one another. Even years afterwards, I suffered from that tormenting fancy that the huge man, my father, the ultimate authority, would come almost for no reason at all and take me out of bed in the night and carry me out onto the balcony, and that meant I was a mere nothing for him. I don't know, it's, uh, it's difficult not to tear up when you read things like that, right? Anyway, given all this, I haven't even scratched the surface here of this letter, but, but is it really any wonder Kafka would go on to write a story like Metamorphosis? A story where the, the main character, a young man still living at home with his parents, wakes up one morning as worthless vermin as a useless and bothersome cockroach or an insect of some kind. Really, how is this story much different from the one that we get in the letter to his father? Because in the letter to his father, what Kafka is showing us, not in a fictionalized way, but in an exact, real-life way, is how a boy and then a man is slowly transfigured into an insect and how this is all connected to the psychological roots of overwhelming dependence and authority and power. But um, ultimately, here's the thing though. Kafka did have his victory. His one victory was how he was able to transform this, this very private life of anguish and self-doubt and submission into stories. Incredible stories but stories which in one way or another always intimate a mysterious domination of some kind, derived, no doubt, from a son afraid of his father 
and from a father who wouldn't fully respond to his son's desperate desire to be truly loved. Thank you.